This is a No Land in Sight podcast production. Welcome to Is That Movie Still Good? The podcast where we take a look at movies from the past and determine, is that movie still good? Today, I'm going to take a look in the cloud where we store all of our podcasts. Wondering where Jim is. Where is Jim? Oh, I know where Jim is. Jim's been spending hours and hours editing the podcast that we made several weeks ago that we determined was not good enough for this podcast. Jim, are you out there? I'm right here. How do you feel about the podcast that we recorded? Remember that one? Remember the Titans? I do vaguely remember Remember the Titans, and there's a lot of good in there, and there was a lot of stinker in there that needed to be cut. That was our uh, post-Super Bowl recording, wasn't it? Yep, yep. Uh, Late night post-Super Bowl party recording, and uh, it was uh, not our best effort. (laughs) No, no, it was not. Uh, You know, we were trying to do a correlation between uh, the big football game and a football movie, and I think we just kind of took it a little bit too far. I don't know if we took it too far, but uh, we were a little redundant and repetitive, and there was just some stuff that needed to be eliminated. But we did learn one valuable lesson during this movie, because here's the interesting thing about Remember the Titans, is when we told all our friends, and and I think we repeat this in the original podcast, uh, that we were doing this movie, what we found out is this is a lot of people's favorite movie, or one of their favorite sports movies. And we were excited about doing this podcast as well. And one of the things that we discovered during this movie is that it was not... As authentic? Perhaps not as accurate as uh, we were sold that it would be. And when we went and told all our friends that, you know, hey, we just spent an hour bashing Remember the Titans, we we caught a lot of flack for that. There were a lot of people who said, you know, you got to be kidding me. That movie's great. You got And so we got to thinking about other sports movies and inaccuracies in sports movies. And there's tons of them. I mean, you know, there's a lot. And, 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 and I'm not... I don't get too riled up about inaccuracies. To me, it's more about how the movie is positioned and how it's framed and how it's sold to me. And I think that's what was different about Remember the Titans is the way it was packaged. Yes, and that's that's what we talk about in, in the podcast is sold as a true story and then blatantly untrue. So what we're going to do today on this podcast, which is very unique and the first time we're going to try it, so we really hope you guys dig it, is we actually have done a really tight edit we think of remember the titans trust me you do not want to hear the original one <laughs> it's 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 rough it now, is if, not in the cloud guys <laughs> it is not in the cloud now if you send us money we might like send it to you like on a little you know well you it's going to be on thumb the, drive uh, or something right it's going to be on the uh the the deleted scenes uh disc that's coming out in our dvd later on this year yeah it was there was just um it it, it needed some improvement but we did, we did learn that important fact we talked about a moment ago about movies, sports movies specifically, and how accurate they are, how accurate they need to be. And there's lots of sports movies out there. And, you know, there, and, and, and we know the ones that are somewhat dramatized, and that's okay. Like The Natural is a great baseball sports movie. People say loosely based on a true story, and that's how they sold it. And you know what? Great movie. I have no problem with it. And going back to the point that you made a second ago, remember the Titans was sold, literally sold to Disney as a true story. And what you'll find out when you listen to our condensed version of remember the Titans podcast, sometimes things aren't what they seem. Literally. The only true thing in this story was they played football. That's probably not literally, but 
there's not a lot of truth to it. Right. So here in a moment, we're going to play you our skinny version of Remember the Titans, but then we're going to come back in with a new, shorter podcast. So don't worry, this isn't going to be a three-hour podcast. We'll try to keep it around our, you know, somewhat normal time to kind of show the differences between another very popular sports movie that has just as many inaccuracies, but did not make that claim and discuss how these two things are different. That's exactly right. We're going to go into a little bit more deep dive, compare and contrast a couple of very, very popular sports movies. Do you want to tell them what the sports movie is, Nate? It is Hoosiers. It is Hoosiers. Another favorite movie of pretty much every sports fan, sports movie fan. So get ready, sit back, listen to Remember the Titans, and then... Listen to our breakdown of Hoosiers on Is That Movie Still Good? Welcome to Is That Movie Still Good? The podcast where we take a movie from the past, give it a thorough rewatching, and ask the question, is that movie still good? This week, we're going to take a trip back in time. We're going to go visit your hometown. We're going to go visit your high school. We're going to walk around and see if those old practice fields still exist. And we're going to revisit Remember the Titans from 2000. We're going to go back and we're going to relive high school football glory at its finest as we revisit Remember the Titans on Is That Movie Still Good? Welcome back, friends. Welcome to Is That Movie Still Good? Nate and I are here. We have just finished watching the Super Bowl. Had a good time. Um, I had the Chiefs minus one and a half, so I got paid tonight, which is awesome. And you know, It's also Groundhog Day. It's also Groundhog Day, and today is a palindrome. 0202-2020. First time we've had that in since 900 years. Since yes. like the Dark Ages. Yes, so yes. it's a big one. Yeah, right, yeah. right. I'm hot off a trip to Chicago where I had a little fun, had a str- survived a strange sleepwalking incident, and, uh, you know, ready to do some podcasting. Yeah, that's a different story for a different right. time, Jim. Not today. <laughs> Not today. Not today, my friends. So, remember the Titans. I mean, it came out 2000, September 29th, 2000. What, what, what do you remember? So, I, I remember a lot of, um, you know, it's a Disney movie, right? So, Disney was hyping it. This um, this of, was pre, like, super Disney movie right, where they right. owned everything. Right, like, this is where Disney was... Mighty Ducks come out yet? I forget. Yeah, Mighty Ducks had already come out. Yeah. Disney was dipping their fingers. They had already. They, they were more than dipping their fingers into the water of live action film, but they were really getting into it. And this was when they were still probably doing mostly family stuff and not doing stuff that was a little bit edgy, yeah. right? And so uh, I didn't see this in the theater. I watched it as a rental uh, several months later and really liked it. I, I, you know, I can't remember. I might have seen this in the theater. Can't remember because I, I, you know, we've talked before. You know, I played high school football and, you know, I enjoyed it. And so this was one of those movies when it came out. It was like, like when movies come about, come out about college football or pro football, I can't relate. I didn't, neither of those two things. Right, right. But high school football, yeah, did that. So this one related to me a lot. And it was kind of also at this point, I was, you know, probably in my late 20s to where you start. Do you ever notice, Jim, as a man, that point in your life where you're like, oh, I'm getting old enough now to where I would no longer be a pro athlete if I was actually good enough to be a pro athlete. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, where you realize, like, I, I think some of those um, dreams and ambitions of childhood, you sort of realize your own personal limitations. And whether it's athleticism, whether it's musicianship, whether it's art, uh, you know, whether it's um, wanting to be president of the United States, you realize that at some point, I, I don't really have that. Right, that's not going to happen for me. Right. You know, and so this was kind of in that time for me to where it's just like, hey, I, you know, 
I have this other direction in life and it's just as good, just as happy. And, you know, we'll, we'll see where it leads us. But this movie just kind of came out at a, a time where it really resonated a lot with me mm-hmm. just based on the like, you know, doing the drills right. and, and it can be any sport, soccer, basketball, whatever, volleyball, it, you know, but it was just, it, it really kind of, when I first saw that, it really put its hooks in me mm-hmm. and I really, really enjoyed it. Plus you had Denzel. Right. And you had Denzel in this movie. To your point about that, like I think that I in rewatching this, I had forgotten how much I really liked it and the leadership that Denzel, Denzel showed in this film as Coach Herman Boone. Like he he knows what he's doing. I, y'all are not going to buy into this initially, but you have to trust me. I'm going to make you trust me, and ultimately you're going to buy in, and I'm going to lead you to something great. That's a pretty powerful message. Well, and it, and it does have that like storybook feel to it as well, to where it's just at the beginning, it's complete chaos, right? But then you just kind of see this character kind of take over and try to make something big happen out mm-hmm. of it. It is very Mighty Ducks. It is very Miracle on Ice. Yeah. It's kind of one of those sports stories. And and correct me if I'm wrong on this one. I believe this one was sold as based on a true story. It certainly was. Like, even if you watch the... I went back and rewatched the trailer for this, and they say based on a true story. And at the beginning of the film, this these events are based on a true story. Which we'll get back into that later. We're going to talk a lot about that. Yeah, um, and, and there might be some interesting findings in there. So basically how this movie starts, it starts at a funeral in, um, in 1981. Mm-hmm. All right. And you, you can't see who's being buried. You can't see who the funeral is for. But then it jumps back to 1971 to this high school in Virginia that's recently been integrated. Right. Where they're busing students of different races, you know, into the same schools. And... Basically, you have this conflict because the coach of the traditional white school was getting ready to go into the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and they decide to have the coach of the black school be the new head coach. Right. And the, the, the way this movie gets going is you initially have these two teams in conflict, and, and they're joining together to become one team, and it really kind of builds on that. And it, it's powerful. I mean, it really is. I mean, it, it really, from the, the beginning of the film, really kind of brings you in. And you get sucked into this, like, how's everybody going to react? How are people going to get to know each other? And the Denzel Washington character, the coach, he immediately just kind of lays his, like, foot down and is like, we're not going to deal with any of this. Right. Offensive team on this bus, defensive team on that bus. It's not going to be whites and blacks. You're going to be hanging out with each other. Right. You know, at one point he's like, when you come back to practice, you're going to know three things about the person sitting next to you. You know, right. right. You, all are go- you all are going to get along. Right. And and, and there's there actually one of my favorite scenes in, in this movie is um, really right at the beginning. where in that, that scene where they're going off to training camp. Yeah. Now, we never bust off to training camp, you know, in high school. <laughs> no. I, I, I did have a little trouble, like, here starting to begin believe the, like, truthfulness of the story. Because, I, mean, I, I mean, I could be wrong. Don't get me wrong. You know. But a high school team in, what were it, early 80s? Early 70s. 70s early 70s, 70s. Busing off to a college campus for, for training camp. Training camp, yeah. I'm That's... not really buying that all no, that no, much. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we... we we practiced on like the like scorn like heat fields of like you know the back of the high school. We didn't even get to like practice on like the main field. Right. Yeah. 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 You know. But anyway, the the scene that I'm talking about, and and this introduces us to a couple like really good characters in this movie, is we have Jerry, who's the the white team captain, the mm-hmm. linebacker. 
All-American linebacker. High school All-American. High school All-American. Legit. Right. In, in real career, life, in he was a real life. high school All-American. That, that, that is a true story. And he didn't want to accept Denzel as the black coach coming up to him, telling him what to do. And Denzel's just like, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? <laughs> who's your daddy? <laughs> well, yeah, well, at first he calls him Jerry Lewis. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and is this Dean any, Martin? And, and he had his friend with him. He's like, is this Dean Martin? And, and he's like, you see your parents over there? He's like, you're not going to see them for a, you yeah. know, a week. You know, I'm your dad. And, yeah. and, and finally Jerry admits to like, you know, all right, you're my daddy for the next couple weeks. Right, right. The the white kids who were playing for Coach Yost, that's the coach that I mentioned earlier that mm-hmm. was uh, you know nominated for the Hall of Fame, uh, Bill Yost, um, he had to talk them back into like playing. They right. were all going to quit. And they had several All-Americans, mm-hmm. you know, including Jerry that we talked about earlier, that were on this team. And he basically said, you're going you're gonna to lose your scholarships if you don't play your senior year. You know, And he talked them back in, and he was like, hey, I'll be the assistant coach. I'll, 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 I'll coach for Boone um, as, as an assistant. And then he went to Boone, and he's like, hey, I understand this is the situation. I'll bring my players, but I want to bring one of my coaches with me too, mm-hmm. which he does. Um, and so the whole setup is just very, very polarizing. Yeah, and I don't know if that – I don't know exactly how that went down. We, we got into exactly what happened with this as we talk about it later. But – I, th- I thought, to talk about the Bill Yost character, I thought his character was, re- of all the problems I have with this movie, I thought his character was really well written, and I thought the acting was fantastic with him, because he handled his situation with an awful lot of grace, but there was an awful lot of struggle within him to accept it, and he had a lot of clashes with Coach Herman Boone about what was going on, and, and but he... Also, again, understood he was a football coach. I want to coach football. I love coaching football. This is what's happening, and we're going to get on board and go with it. He didn't always like it, um, but he did approach that role with a lot of great, a really good character, a lot of grace, and a lot of uh, great leadership with those white players that he needed to convince to, to stay, to continue to play, and to play with those uh, with the black players. Right, and and so you get to training camp, and you have this scene. That happens in training camp. So you, we talked about Jerry Bertiers. How do you pronounce something his like name? that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, we we'll call him Jerry. Yeah, you know, you know, multiple year All American, and then they have a black linebacker named mm-hmm. Julius Campbell, who even in the movie is just shredded. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. He's just, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, this guy, you know, is ready to play ball. But what was happening in a training camp? was the white guys wouldn't block for the black running back. Right. You know, and the black linebacker wasn't playing as hard. Mm-hmm. And at some point, Jerry confronts Julius. They're obviously the two... They're the two alphas in this whole story. Right, on defense, both yes. playing line. I mean, right. which, I mean, there's a lot of inaccuracies in the story, but if those guys were even that close to being as good as they're portrayed what a linebacker core for a high school seriously <laughs> i mean goodness gracious well <laughs> oh yeah go ahead i'll get to I, my point on that i mean head. that's like having jack labor and ray lewis back right there. yeah i mean it's, it's crazy <laughs> but uh but there, there's a point where jerry jerry says to to julius he's like you know they're arguing about stuff and he's like i'm the lead jerry's like i'm the captain i'm the leader you need to do this and jerry or julius just calls jerry out and it's like if you're a captain you need to act like this and tell your boy he needs to block for my right. boy that's right and, and then boom everything from that point on julius and jerry get on the same wavelength right which does cause a lot of problems throughout the rest of the story right 
it, it, it you know it's problems for, for everybody right like even for jerry like his mom didn't want him having this black friend and ultimately they become friends he comes over and the mom sort of embraces him they they become this well, jerry remember when jerry introduces his girlfriend oh yeah she won't shake his hand yeah right? she won't have anything to do with yeah him. and yeah. it's but but he that was kate bosworth by the way yeah, yeah. It's a, amazing I mean, cast in this i mean that's that was one thing when we first started talking about doing this movie and we were like, oh, man, it's like, who's in this movie? There's, Is there any? I mean, we knew Denzel, of course. Right. But there's actually a lot of people in this movie that I completely forgot about. Yeah, and a lot of people really young and early in their career. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because Kate Bosworth played, you know, Jerry's girlfriend. Um, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling is in this. He's a defensive player that gets benched. Yes. <laughs> and he wants to, and, you know, when we get to the end of the plot, he... Ends up being like a pretty good, pretty good character. Um, what actually one of my favorite ones is here is Donald Faison, which you might not recognize the name, but it's the guy from Scrubs. The dude from Scrubs, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Immediately I saw him I'm like, oh, that's a guy from Scrubs. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and it's so that was it, lots of familiar faces, you know, throughout this movie. Um, that that made it enjoyable just because you got to see them when they were young, mm-hmm. and you, you start to see this team build in camp too. Yeah, you do. You see them sort of, sort of build and grow, and then, but there are always these these road bumps along the way. They get back to school, you know. You, you go to camp, and everything's kumbaya and copacetic, and then you get back to school, and there's still all of this racism that's that's there, and and not just under the surface. It's right there in oh, your yeah. face. It, you signs, know, signs, people picketing, people yeah, picketing signs, yeah. um, you know, people wanting to fight in the hall, calling ugly names, all of those things, and. Uh, it's like a lot of things, right? Like you go away for a retreat and everything's good. You come back to the real world and the real world punches you in the gut and then you have to figure out how to react to it. And so we see this. We see a fight at the school. Um, you know, we see, like you said, the picketing, the busing stuff. Um, you know, there's a scene where uh, they played a couple of football games, I think, at this point. when they have Oh, that- wait, before we get into the season, though, there's one thing that we forgot about that happened at camp that is a very important part of the story. Okay. Sunshine shows up. Yes, Sunshine shows up. (laughs) Ronnie Bass is his name. He He played a He played South South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, Yeah. he he was a real, legit uh, college quarterback. Ronnie Bass played at South Carolina. He amassed 2,933 passing yards and 14 touchdowns. Um, Basically, the highlight... In college. In college. Yeah. The highlight of his career, he did lead a fourth-quarter comeback against the University of North Carolina for a big win. And, you know, at this point, South Carolina, they're not in the SEC. They're an independent, but they're still right. a big-name Pre- school. Steve Spurrier. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's still, you know, yeah. a big thing. But but he's this guy with long hair, and he's, he's doing – Yeah, he's doing Tybo, and like he's he's just this sort of – they he met Tybo in the 70s? I don't know, but the, you remember the scene where the girls are all watching him do that? some type of yoga yeah. type thing. Yeah, yeah. and, and – you know, there's some wondering about whether or not he's gay. They're teasing him about that. And then now, he goes, the whole kiss scene, because yeah. at some point uh, he kisses Jerry in the locker room. Right. Jerry's like the ultimate tough guy. Right, right. The ultimate tough guy. Um, and now, in real life, uh, Sunshine Bass said he'd never really kissed him. Right. Yeah. You know, they dramatize that for the movie, which they do a lot. Many, many this, things many, in this. Many times yes, in this movie. Yes. Um, but... And, and and even Ronnie Bass showing up, you know, he shows up, his dad's there, and his dad said he's a quarterback, and Boone says, well, we already have a quarterback. And he's like, yeah, but my son's a quarterback. He says, yeah, but we already have a quarterback, but your son's welcome to try out for the team, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and he throws a couple balls, and he, he can throw a beautiful long ball, but he can't pitch the option. <laughs> right. Which, ironically enough, 
Mahomes in today's Super Bowl scored a touchdown off not pitching the option. Yes. But then got a fourth down conversion off pitching the option. Mm-hmm. So even in today, 2020, you know, Super Bowl 54, you still got to be you able still to pitch need to the be option. Able to, the, the option is an important part the of the option. The still in play. Yes, no doubt. The option is still in play. But Sunshine cannot pitch the option. So he gets on the bench behind the other quarterback. And the season starts. And, you know, the Titans are rolling. Yep, Titans they get, are get some good. wins. And... Yeah. Um, making plays. Um, they take the uh, Scrubs character because originally he was playing offense, but he had fumble problems. Yes. He? He had yeah, yeah, yeah. He couldn't hold the football. And so they move him over to defense mm-hmm. and actually move him into the Ryan Gosling position. Right. Um, and he's actually a really good defensive back. Yes. Yeah, really solid making some plays over there. But we start to see this team kind of develop – under the leadership of Boone, the Denzel character, uh, Yost is buying into yep. it. Jerry is a good leader, and uh, yeah, Jerry's a good leader. And by now, like Jerry and Julius are yeah. like tight together on the defense, you know, leading the defense. So we're starting to see this team build into something. Now we have Yost's daughter. Right. This is a problem for me in this movie. Really, because I hate kid. Kids in movies, and this was like the first one I was like, actually, like the kids in this movie. Right. Well, I mean, I like her, but listen, I have two daughters, and I have tried really hard to teach them sports. And my oldest daughter is a huge sports fan, but at eight years old, she was not wanting to come home and break down football film. Like that, yeah. Like there's a. She's lo- like the Bill Belichick of girls, right? Like, <laughs> and, and she's in the stands, like, no, he's got to, you know, block this way, or you know, you've got to. He needs. He's getting double covered on the left side. That is way outside the bounds of reality for me. Well, and he, and here's kind of an interesting thing, too, is in the movie, Yost is portrayed as pretty much just having the one kid, right? Right. He had four. He, he had four. Four daughters. Um, so, you know, once again, kind of this movie kind of stretches a little bit here to kind of fit a narrative of a, you know, two-hour film. And we never know. Like, we don't, we don't ever find out what happened to his wife. We don't ever know if they're divorced. Mm. We don't ever know if she died. And I think that was one of those Disney things at the time where they weren't going to say he was divorced and there's this. So I think it was, just, it was just cleaner if she lives with her dad. We don't ever tell you what happened to mom. And we just go down that lane, and it makes it all nice and tidy. Well, in real life, this this person, the U.S. daughter, she dies in her 30s in real life. She died young. She and, did very young. Yeah, and, and the other sisters were consulted on this role, uh, on this uh, writing, and they both were cool with being left out of the movie, and they were cool with the way that their sister was depicted in this movie, and so they, they were consulted on that um, bit of embellishment. Yeah, yeah, and, um, yeah and, and she becomes good friends with Boone's daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're they're around the same age, but but you know, like like I said, I mean, you, typically I don't like kids movies, as as we all know. Um, I was okay with this one just because I don't know. I, I thought it. I mean, I, I liked her football smarts. Number one, I like I, I liked it. It was just it in a movie that is selling it to itself to me as based on a true story. I found nothing true about that. I found nothing true about her. Breaking down football. Oh, stuff well, the and, one time she comes over to play with uh, Boone's daughter, yeah. and, and Boone's watching film, and his daughter, Boone's daughter, is playing with like Barbie dolls. Right, or wants, something. To, wants to play dolls, and, and she, uh, Yost's daughter, doesn't want to play with Barbie dolls. She wants to watch the film. Sit there and yeah, break down the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 you know, kind of interesting character. Now, so when mentioned a moment ago that you know Sunshine from this movie, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, a lot <laughs> I mean, of Trevor Lawrence. I mean, totally Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, and I, I, you know, I, don't, I think he's from Georgia. I don't think he's from California, but you know, total. That's how the person's. Well, and here's a funny thing too. So I read because um, in the movie they make it like a big deal that Sunshine comes in with his long hair from mm-hmm. California, right? And I read that uh, Jerry Bertier, and, I, and I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing it correctly, was like in real life. He's like, uh, we all had long hair too. It was the <laughs> 70s. Yeah, <laughs> it was late 60s, early 70s. Everybody had long hair. Right. So in the movie, they, like, portray, you know, that this guy from California is like, oh, he's so different with his long hair. And we're just a bunch of redneck southern kids in Virginia, which Virginia is not even a southern state. Is it really? No, not really. Not really. Um, People from Alabama will cut you if you say Virginia's in the south. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, I mean, once again, and I think we're kind of laying the groundwork for what we both think about this movie at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Yes. Overly fabricated. We could, you could start there, and we can, we can, we can roll that forward, right? I mean, it is overly fabricated. And one of the things that I thought was a uh, a problem in this movie, like, so we've talked about the season. They've had a couple of games, but there's, you know, and then there's the big fight at school, and it, it's all race motivated. Um, and so ultimately, then they call this players only meeting in the gym, and uh, the players all show up. And the black people are on one side, the white people are on the other, and Jerry and Julius are kind of talking, trying to get everybody together, and there's a lot of bickering. And then this one player that they uh, they call him the Reverend, and he starts yeah. talking about something, and, and then the, the, the heavy kid, the, the fat kid. Uh, oh, shoot, what was his name? Louis, Louis. Yeah, Louis, yeah, yeah. And Louis, and they start kind of like singing gospel songs back and forth to each other. And then within like literally three minutes, they're all in a big huddle and they're all like, yeah. The first time I saw the movie, I didn't think about that. But this time I was like, man, that is the craziest jump ahead cinematized version of a players only team meeting with two rival factions that I could ever even comprehend. We see this team, they continue to grow, they continue to build on each other, and, and, you know, they're winning games, they're dominating people, you get a lot of great scenes, and here's the other thing that's really great about this movie, you get a lot of good, like, football scenes, action scenes that get you excited, there's a lot of adrenaline, Mm -hmm. and, and here's really where you get this, like, extra layer of, like, freaking awesome icing is the music is outstanding. Yeah, it is really good. <laughs> the music is, its I mean, it's like Forrest Gump level. Right. You know, just one great song after another. Yeah, a lot of great 70s rock and, yeah. and music. It is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one one thing, as they are starting to start to, to get their role going, after they have this players-only meeting, and they then they go to the coach and they talk about something they want to do to change. They want to change how they come out for warm-ups. Yeah, I hope this part was true. It was not. Oh gosh! This when, when I when so when I saw gosh. it the first time, I thought this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I saw it the second time and thought this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So that part wasn't that true. That was, was not true. Oh, I didn't look. Oh my gosh! That's this movie. because oh. they they come out and they're you know they they they're singing, they're dancing, they're they've got a choreograph, a choreograph formation, and you know they start everywhere we go, people want to know. Yeah, you know, and it's it's incomprehensible for me to think that a an authoritarian coach like Herman Boone would have ever allowed that. Well, one. but in real life, Herman Boone was not was an authoritarian not. coach. Correct. Once Correct. again, just another like just thing with this movie that's just not accurate at all. Right. That's right. Um, I didn't know about the dance. I'm, I'm going to quit right now. Man. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, and then there's this other part too that that begins to build. Well, hey, before we get into like the plot, so we so everybody knows what's happening now. The football team, everybody's like happy. They're playing together. They're winning. They're still having their differences. Things going out in school and stuff. But let's just kind of take a step back for a second. Okay. Denzel. Yep. I mean, it's our first Denzel movie. Mm-hmm. I've talked a lot about my top three or four actors, and I believe mm-hmm. I've always put him probably within the top three totally. to five. Totally. He's he's never done anything bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, his part in, in, in any movie is always good. I, I mean, we're... He has nine Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. Nine. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot. And it's just been stretched throughout his whole career. Right. I mean, from 88 to 2018, and I'm sure he'll get more. I mean, he's just really, really good. Do you, do you have, like, I mean, you know, he's been nominated for a Grammy. He's had two Emmy nominations, two Tonys. He actually won a Tony with Fences. Yeah, I mean, he's... So I mean I, I'm I'm rolling through his his filmography and it's it's just one after another that are you know amazing from Glory where he won an Oscar to Malcolm X he's great in um, I loved him in Philadelphia I think Philadelphia is a movie that doesn't particularly hold up well but he's great in that Pelican Brief's a good movie Crimson Tide's a good movie um, Fallen is one of my very favorite roles of his. I love that movie. He was great in that. And that's the first time we saw him as a bad guy, too, in Fallen. Yeah. That that was one of those things. That oh, he plays him. a great bad guy and a great good guy. Yes. Training Day is maybe my favorite Tra- role. Training is good. Training Day Tra- is, is really good. amazing. American Gangster, I love that one. He was in Courage Under Fire. Courage Under Fire. Flight, that was a good movie. I mean, he's been in almost 50 movies. Yeah. Book of Eli, yep. I thought was fantastic. I actually made my parents watch that at Christmas two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, oh, we don't want to watch it. And I was like, nah, it's Denzel. It's, it's about the Bible. You'll love it. Dad probably didn't, but mom loved it. Um, he's just, he's just, he's real. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like he has that kind of a, a you know, you don't need to put him in a bunch of makeup or anything. He just, he just kind of can carry it. Now, do you have a favorite role? I, I, th- I think Training Day is my favorite one. I mean, he's Malcolm X. Yeah, I, I think Training Day is my favorite. Here's the thing. Like, he is a, a great actor because you can kind of break down his filmography into two sort of parts. One, which is the, I don't want to say stereotypical, but the where he is the black man in some sort of a race-driven movie. You know, right? Like, whether it's Remember the Titans or whether it's Glory or whether it's the uh, Roman Israel. Like, there's there's a lot of those. But then there are the other ones where it really doesn't matter the race. And he dominates the movie. Like, you know, Fallen. Like Training Day. Like Mm -hmm. um, Flight. Like, those are all movies where it could have been a white actor or a black actor that played his role. Done. Yeah, and I I kind of... I I mean, it's hard for me to pick what my favorite movie is because it's obviously it's glory because of the performance. Yeah. And and that was such a powerful movie start to finish right. anyway. I mean, that's, I mean, if you've never seen glory, go watch it. I mean, that's one of the first movies I made my daughter watch when mm-hmm. she was old enough to watch it. Broderick was great in it, which Fantastic I'm not, a, movie. Yeah. Know, not yeah, a huge yeah. Broderick person, but he was great in it. And in this movie, if I were to list my favorite Denzel movies, he's fine in this one. But I don't know if it's even in my top ten. I don't think it is for me. I don't either. I, I no. don't. I don't think this is one of his best roles. I don't think it is either. I, 
And that's kind of how, if you would have asked me five weeks ago before I watched this movie again, I would have put in this movie on a much higher... I would have too. Plateau. I thought this was a better movie than, than what it ended up being when I watched it again. Yeah. Um, because basically what, we, what we're starting to find out is this football team is good. They go on to keep winning all their games. But the, in real life... They blew out everybody. So in yeah, so, so, so point. the movie makes it like seem like every game was close, and they were having to scrape by to win games. Well, and I didn't. They blew out everybody in real life. I didn't think about it until I did the research on it, and I should have thought about it. I should have thought with all of these all American football players, how are they underdogs in any football game? How are yeah. they not beating and they everybody? Weren't. And they weren't. The truth is, in in that season, they outscored their opponents like a hundred and thirty to thirty five or something yeah, like they that. Destroyed they destroyed everybody. everybody. Right. right. They were stacked. Yes. Yeah. And the the movie portrays it as like they're the first integrated school, and they weren't. They weren't. Schools were integrated all over Virginia. Right. This was not the first year of integration. That school, that particular school, had been integrated for like five years prior to Herman Boone getting there. So it wasn't that. Uh, Bill Yost was, did not give up his spot in the Virginia Football Hall of Fame. Because there was no Virginia Football Hall of Fame. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's just like this movie is so full of crap. Totally. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like Disney crap. Yes. I mean, and, and I bought into it, and everybody bought into it, but I, you know what? I'm going to spend the next 30 minutes tearing this movie apart because I think it's a travesty. I agree. I totally agree. Okay, so let's, let's talk about it. Let's, let's get into the problems of this movie. There's tons. There's so many problems with this movie. Um, number one, you know, during the season, as we've talked about, they blew it. In real life, they blew out everybody. Um, and in this movie, they struggled with every team. And now here, here's something that's kind of interesting is the one in, in real life, they did have one hard game during the regular season where they actually did have to complete a fourth down play and come back and win the game. But that's actually what happened um, mid-season. In the movie, that's the team that they played in the state championship. Right. You know, so once again, just a complete just BS, like, you know, moving the plot around, moving the season around, moving the games around to facilitate Disney's dream of this movie. Right. And one of the things that was sold in this movie was that when, when Herman Boone came to coach there, he was basically told, if you lose one game, they're going to fire you. Which was not really the case, no. right? In, in midseason, like they're not, especially a team full of all Americans. To, to the extent that in the movie, there's actually like a game where other people in the Virginia football politics system, whatever you want to call it, came up to Coach Yost and were like, "Hey, you need to lose this game so Boone will get fired." And the refs were all in on it, and like I don't see that happening in real life. Well, those referees were interviewed after this movie, and the the men who actually officiated this game said, no, none of that was true. Yeah, of course it wasn't. I mean, referees, I mean, listen, as much as you don't like whatever sport you follow, as much as you don't like referees or officials, for the most part, it's not an absolute, because we did have the NBA guy a few years ago. Right, right. For the most part, referees are wanting to keep it, they're wanting to officiate. They're wanting to do their job. 
Yes, absolutely. Most of them, and most of them are not getting paid a lot of money. They're doing it because they love what they do. They're doing it because they love the sport that they officiate. These officials were just calling everything against the Titans. Mm -hmm. To the point to where Yost, knowing that his candidacy to get into the Virginia High School Hall of Fame, which didn't even The mythical Virginia Football Hall of Fame. (laughs) The mythical, yeah, that, that was on the line, and he stands out and, like, takes a stand. He calls out the official mid-game. And Which is a very powerful mo- moment in the movie, but complete crap. Right. But, <laughs> but complete but crap. Totally made up. Yeah, totally made up, complete crap. Uh, and, and this movie just keeps doing this to us. Just keeps giving us crap. Yeah, and one of the most egregious um, situations of this is uh, the story of Jerry at the end. Oh, it's horrible. So Jerry is, after they've won the state semifinal game, there's... Some discussion about who's going to do what, go do where, and he goes out. By you know, he, he, um, Julius is going to go hang out with his girl, and Jerry wants to go party with some other people, and so he's driving through town. Everybody's cheering him on, and he's all wrapped up in it. And he gets t-boned by a car and uh, ends up being critically injured, paralyzed, waist down, and so he can't play the state championship game. And this is this super dramatic moment in this movie, right, where. Jerry is in a hospital bed, and his teammates come, and there's some, you know, it's it's very, very dramatic. But in real life, he played that championship game. He won that championship with his teammates. He was injured in a car accident. They, but it happened after the after championship the game. After the season, yeah. he was injured. It was like, actually when they were leaving their, like, kind of celebration. Right. It, it, you know, after they won the state championship, leaving the celebration, he got into it. He was driving his mom's brand-new car. And it wasn't a T-bone. He like the there was like a mechanical malfunction uh-huh. actually in the car, and he did get paralyzed in that accident. But it was not right before the state, championship, the state championship where game. everybody was playing for him and all that right. kind of crap that, that was this movie loads on us. Totally made up. Now he did. He he was a Paralympian, and he was he was yeah yeah all of those things. He led an interesting life and a very short life. He was killed later in life by a drunk driver. Yeah, and and died young. Um, but. That whole reworking of the story is egregious to me. Just yeah, it, it is. It's terrible because and it's you're unnecessary. Of, it, it's unnecessary. Now, here's a funny story. Remember the scene where they threw a brick in the window? Yeah. Um, in real life, they threw a toilet through the right. window. They threw a whole yeah, toilet <laughs> they threw through a whole window. toilet through the window. And that would have made the movie better. It would have made the movie and, better. And, and, and in the movie, Boone comes out with a shotgun. Right. Boone never owned a gun in his life. Right. Um. Just over and, and he over. Co- he coached these kids, and and they make him out to be this um, saintly coach that everybody loved. And and he was very successful in the short time that he was there. But he ultimately left, was fired, um, like four years later after a players' revolt, and they got rid of him. The movie in and of itself is good. My problem is with how it was portrayed as a true story. Right. If this movie was just here's a movie we're making up, we're going to call it fiction. Enjoy it for Even if they would have said loosely based yeah. on a true story yeah. or something, some kind of condition in mm-hmm. there that wasn't claiming because they really claim this was based on a true story and built the movie around this is what happened. Mm-hmm. And it's not what happened at all. So much inaccuracy. Um, you know, th- there are some some interesting things about it. Like there, you know, and I don't want to take away from Herman Boone, you know, uh, he just passed away within the last month or two months he died uh december 18th of 2019 at 84 years old 
there is still a there is a a trophy. The Herman Boone Trophy is given to the winner of the U.S. Army All-American Bowl for high school All-American seniors. So he obviously did have a massive impact in high school football. Um, interestingly enough, Bill Yost also died in 2019, 5-23-19. So he was 94 when he died, Bill wow. Yost. But those two men died, you know, seven months apart from one another. Now, they did become good friends. They were good friends, In real yes. life. And, you know, we talked about the fat guy, Louis, Louis um, Lustig. He ended up going to college, and one of the big things in this was like him trying he to get out. He went to like uh, he, went, uh, he went to Austin. Austin P. P. Yeah, he went Austin to Austin P. P. Austin which P. is yeah. which is my my parents' alma mater. Both of oh, my really? parents went to Austin oh, wow. P. Yeah, that guy uh, went to Austin P. Successful uh, business career. He died in 2017 at 62 years old. But now the, the character that played him, him has lost a bunch of weight recently. It's actually Ethan, made the news. Ethan Suppley is his name, and he is jacked. Have you seen him? I, I've read about it, but I've not seen like how much he's how that much dude weight he's lost. Is, I mean, he's still a big man, but he is all muscle now. Yeah. Um. At the end of this movie, you see all these like you know where are they now? Mm-hmm. You know of uh, and, and which once again because by the time I watched the end of the movie, I had done enough research to like know how like just made up this movie is. So I, the the at the end where they're like saying oh so and so did this so and so did that I like I'm assuming that part those parts were true I think it's mostly true I did look some of that up and mostly it's like what you would see with any high school football or extracurricular team like you have people who go on to college and do you know bigger things and other people that don't and most of these guys are are just regular you know citizens now like some are working for the Alexandria, Virginia, you know, uh, government agency or um, working for this company or that company, but not like some elite high-end job. They're just regular people, you know, doing regular work. Well, and, and here's where the, the the movie is quasi-accurate. They were, in 1971, they finished second in the nation. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize they had national high school voting back I didn't, then. I didn't know that either. I thought that really came about with USA Today. but I, I did, too. I, I did, too. But uh, they finished second in the nation, and they were the first integrated team to win the state championship. Right. I, I felt dirty after this movie a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, once I kind of dug into it. Yeah. And I hate that because I love Denzel, um, you know, Will Patton, you know, that, that – that that played Coach, Coach Yost, Yost and, yeah. and you might remember him if you if you don't know who we're talking about. He was in the Postman. He was in Armageddon. He had like a short little brief career. Yeah, he, he's a he's a recognizable face to be honest. If you've seen him, you'll see him be like, I've seen that dude in other stuff, but I don't remember what I've seen him in. Yeah, and Ryan Hurst, who played Jerry Bertier, that mm-hmm. we talked about a lot. Uh, he he's was in fifty plus episodes of Son of Anarchy. Yeah, he's he's. Jacked and yeah, he, guy now, you know, yeah. he's 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 kept a good career in acting. Um, um, you know, we mentioned Ryan Gosling earlier. Oh, the daughter that I that Hayden I talked about earlier, yeah, Now Nicole Ari Parker is Denzel's wife in this movie, mm-hmm. and she was also in Boogie Nights. Um, so I mean, it, it's I, I know we we're totally running this movie through the shredder. If you took the Based on a true story, off of this movie, it's great movie, fantastically entertaining, inspiring. There, there yes. are some there are some scenes that that are absurd. Again, the coming out dancing scene, the 
Um, you know, the, the 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 players only meeting scene I think is dumb. Um, there are scenes that that strain credibility, but as far as just to sit down, spend two hours watching a movie, entertaining, exciting, it'll make you pumped up to go fight somebody for what you believe in if you watch this movie and just accept it for an entertainment vehicle. Well, and it did well. I mean, they they only spent thirty million on it and it made one hundred and thirty. Yep. You know, one hundred fifteen USA, one hundred thirty six global. We talked about how it started at the funeral in 1981, and they come back to that funeral at the end of the movie, and the funeral is for Jerry. Right. Because, you, as you mentioned earlier, he, he got killed by a drunk driver, and he had a paraplegic Olympic career. Well, I, and I think to your point earlier, like I, I think that if this story were told from the standpoint of Jerry, and like you told his life story, I think it could have been a more powerful and more interesting and more authentic story. Absolutely. He is potentially the most interesting character in this story. I mean, so, I mean, how do we even, like, uh, grade a movie like this? Well, that's a great, great point. And I know we, we always want to talk about, well, let's start with when would you watch this movie again? I would watch this movie again with my daughter that's in high school right now because she loves high school football. It's a great high school football movie. I think it's an awesome movie. If you're a high school kid... Uh, even if you don't love high school football, if you just are a, a high school kid who loves or, high school, or even if you're in college and you like you like your loyalty to your team, yes, because you get to see this team build itself and win, and you get to see them go through different struggles and like form as a team. Right. I think it's a very motivational, very positive. There, film. There's a lot to be learned here about, yeah. um, in terms of watching it about you know acceptance, working, working with others, acceptance. There's some leadership stuff in here that you can totally take away from into real life. There's a lot of valuable lessons that you could pull out of this fictional movie. Correct. I think from the standpoint of an entertaining fictional movie, I would watch it again with, I think that the target audience would be high school and college age kids. I'm probably not going to seek this movie out and watch it again for a while. I hadn't watched it since 2000. Me neither. And and I'm not sure that all things being equal... I'll watch it again. I mean, for a long time. All right, so we got that knocked off. So now we have to figure out how we grade it. So we have to decide, are we going to grade this movie based upon true rewatchability, or are we going to grade it on what it is versus what it tells us it is? And oh, I'm, I didn't know my answer. I'm, I'm going to tell you that the what it tells us it is is going to really impact what I think about it. Well, I'm giving the, yeah. You want me to go first? Go, or you want me to go. go. First? What do you got? C. I agree, a hundred percent. C is right uh, where the, I land. Um, great movie, good acting, great music. I'm pissed off about the way it was sold to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm pissed off that it was sold to me twenty years ago like that. And I, if you like, I've said multiple times through this uh, recording, if you'd asked me five years ago, a year ago five months ago before I watched this movie, I would have been like, oh, it's great, it's great. But when we actually went back and watched this movie and we did the research around this movie, I'm pissed off about it. Yeah, and do you think that, because in 2000, the internet was in its infancy, so you couldn't go out there and research everything. Like, if this movie dropped now, we'd probably look up everything as soon as we walked out of the theater and see, was that true, was that true, was that true? Could this movie fly? Oh, I did that. We, we, we talked on our Oscar podcast last week about Ford vs. Ferrari. Yeah. When I left Ford vs. Ferrari, I came home and 
Googled, because I thought it was such a great movie. Right. I Googled all the characters mm-hmm. in it for an hour and yeah. a half. Right. You know, is this true? Was that true? How accurate was this? In that movie, I was like, oh, those guys were much more awesome than they even were portrayed in the movie. You know? And it's like, man, then I really enjoyed the movie because it's like the movie didn't oversell them. Right. They didn't overemphasize. They didn't over-dramatize. So, so, so could a movie studio get away with making it, a movie like this today? I don't know. People are susceptible to anything. Yeah, I think so. But I, know, I think the power like, of, yeah, I don't think it would be as, as... I mean, when's the last time... Did you Google Captain America after the last movie? You know, and it's like, I mean, <laughs> well, is Captain America really doing that? Yeah. Well, but that's that's fiction. Everybody knows. That's, <laughs> right. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, know, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I mean, like, I think that if... This movie came out and it sold it like this. You would have some news media outlet that jumped all over it and picked apart every single thing. Absolutely. You would have, you know, interviews with the, the referees who were in it. They'd be interviewed on a, a yeah. Talk you're show. totally right. And you're so totally you right. You can't Jim. get away with this movie now. You can't. No, do it. no, you can't. Which is it, Disney? I mean, is yeah, Disney yeah. the criminal here? <laughs> is Disney the criminal? <laughs> Anyway, so I'm going to give it a C, too. I, I agree with it I, I, for this very same reasons. In terms of rewatchability, and if you told me this was a fictional movie, I'd give it a B-plus or A-minus. Yeah, great fictional movie. Just fun to watch. Probably B-plus. But given the liberties taken, I can't, I, I, it, no. I can't take it. And again, like I said, there's so many stories that you can tell that are true. Right. And that, my friends, is why sometimes you dig a little deeper. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, don't be afraid to look around the corner. All things, but given everything, this was a fun project because it was because I had never hadn't seen this movie since two thousand. It was fun to go back and dig into that and kind of see what was true and what wasn't true, and it it, it gave me pause to think about all of those things. And but, it was. but being Super Bowl Sunday, and we've been discussing the football movie. What do you think of the Chiefs beating the Forty ers Well. I, I love it. Um, I really like this Chiefs team. I'm a Bears fan, as we all know, um, but I, I I like this Chiefs fan. I like Andy Reid. I like Patrick Mahomes. Um, they, they, it was a fun second half to watch because uh, you know the Chiefs are never out of it. No, it was a fun Super Bowl around and around. I mean, yeah. my my only you know dog in the fight was I didn't want the 49ers to get their sixth Super Bowl because they would tie the Steelers. But I, I mean – I like all the characters that were in this game. Yeah. I mean, it was a, I think it was a good game. Halftime show was fun. Halftime show was fantastic. Yeah, Shakira, J-Lo. Yes, they, they put uh, on a fantastic Demi Lovato did a great national anthem. Yep. Uh, yeah. So good. Yeah. I mean, it was a really good Super Bowl night. Yes. I, no, I, I And totally... I won Super Bowl bingo. Hey, congratulations. I won $7. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Spend right. that on some Taco Bell tomorrow. Right. But can we get somebody to talk to Kyle Shanahan about his hat and have him bend that brick bill a little bit? Like, yeah, grown-ass man, dude. You got you to work that hat a little bit. I don't wear hats. I try not to wear hats. Um, but, yeah, I, I would – you got to bend the bill. Yeah, you got to bend that a little you bit. You got to bend the bill. Yeah. And, and you know, Coach Boone would have been through it. He totally he, – Coach Boone's not coming out there with a flat top. No way. Uh, no no way. flat bill. No way. No way. No so, way. anyway, well, congratulations to the Chiefs. Andy Reid, one of the um, most well-respected guys in the NFL, a uh, big fan of his. So, that was a great win for them. All right, well, another great podcast. We had a lot of fun. Um, we're going to go back and find the movie that we're going to like Remember again. Remember the Titans. All right, friends, we have just done – Remember the Titans. So, 
Next up is Hoosiers. So we're going to talk about Hoosiers. Now, as Nate said in the intro, when we talked about this with friends, we got crushed for our take on Remember the Titans. We had one really close friend who said, please tell me you're not going to do Hoosiers. Please don't destroy Hoosiers. You can't do that to me. We're going to destroy Hoosiers too. We're going to do that to you guys. But the difference being Hoosiers did not claim to be based on a true story. Correct. You know, Hoosiers, the screenplay for Hoosiers was written by Angelo Pizzo, 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 whatever. He also wrote Rudy, which notoriously is not a very fact-based movie either. We're not going to get into Rudy. I love Rudy. It's one of my very favorite movies, one of my favorite sports movies. It is grossly inaccurate. Um, If you pay any attention to it, if you listen to people talk about it, there's so much that's not true. Um, So much so that I think that even the players didn't really, you know, care that much for Rudy, but... Uh, he definitely was not carried off the field after a you know two plays in, in a football game. Yeah, and I mean Hoosiers was 1986, and the in the intro I didn't have that in front of me, but uh, so this came out actually a few years before Remember the Titans, right? Um, and maybe even potentially set the stage for Disney wanting to get involved in these sports movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know how much Disney's to blame because they actually bought it under the pretense that it was based on a true story. Um, where Hoosiers doesn't make that claim. It's, it's, it's loosely based, but if you look at the inaccuracies in Hoosiers versus inaccuracies in Remember the Titans, you'll see a lot of similarities about how, how it's framed to where it almost makes you look at Remember the Titans and say, not only was it claiming to be a true story, but even the way it like falsified the true facts is kind of stolen from users too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's, it's almost like, like it almost gets like another chink in its armor on that one. So, you know, I, I think most people know the Hoosier story. We have a, a basketball team, uh, Hickory. Is it Hickory? Hickory High. Hickory, is that a real place, Jim? You it, is n- it is not. I've never been to Hickory, Indiana. Yeah. I don't think it's a real place. Uh, Hickory, Indiana, if you're listening, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, and, and the school mascot is the High Huskers. I don't even know what that means. Uh, in this story... You know, there's some pretty good actors in it. Gene Hackman, and you know, he plays Norman Dale, who's the head coach. You have Dennis Hopper, who's the the drunk assistant coach. He's got a kid on the team. He's shooter. You have Jimmy Chitwood, who's the star basketball player. And, and basically, what happens is, uh, you know, everybody knows the story. Um, but you know, Jimmy. They, well, first off, they hire they they hire Norman Dale to be the new head coach, mm-hmm. the new head coach at Hickory. Um, he comes in, he only has like seven players, six players, Chitwood quits the team to focus on academics. This is a real down on its luck team. This is a, this is sort of a, a a team that, like you said, only seven players, there's not much going on there. And so they've, they've brought this guy in and he, he really doesn't have a lot of cards to play with. Yeah, and we find out later that he had, you know, well, we get, of course, the obligatory love story between him and a teacher. We find. Do, do, you, do you like that plot line in this movie, Nate? Uh, you know how much I hate that plot line <laughs> in pretty much every movie, um, unless it is actually a romantic movie. Um, Titanic, great plot line. Sure. Hoosiers, completely unnecessary. <laughs> Does not add one thing. Uh, but anyway, and then of course, Gene Hackman, like the whole town's kind of against him as the coach. And so he has to hire an assistant coach and Dennis Hopper comes in and he's a drunk and he, but he draws up some great play at the end of a close game that helps him win. 
Um, eventually, Jimmy Chitwood comes back and joins the team because mm-hmm. the whole town, they're like, they find out that Coach Dale had been fired from a previous coaching job for hitting a player. Uh, and the town says, hey, you got to either fire Coach Dale or, um, well, you got to fire Coach Dale. And then Chitwood comes in and says, well, if you don't fire Coach Dale, I'll come back and play. Mm-hmm. Chitwood come back and play, comes back and plays. And guess what? They go on to win the, the state championship. The, the state championship of Indiana. As, and, as a very small school in 1952 state championship against the South Bend Central Bears. Now, let me tell you why this is important. If you don't know high school basketball in the state of Indiana, uh, and we're in Kentucky, and we still have this system. Indiana has gone to a class system, I believe. But in the state of Kentucky and in Indiana at this time, every single school competed for the state championship. And it didn't matter how, how big your school was or how small your school was. All of these schools were competing for one single state championship as opposed to how it is now in uh, Indiana and other states where you have the biggest schools compete for their championship and the smallest schools compete for their championship. So it was a really, really big deal for this small school to win the whole state championship in a basketball hotbed like Indiana. And we still have that in Kentucky. We're getting ready to start the state tournament here. Yeah. And we're not, and, and for this podcast, we're not going to get into a lot of detail on like the actors. And, and I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll run across Gene Hackman and Dennis Hopper at some point again. You know, let's just get right to kind of the facts of what actually happened versus what the movie tells us. That's right. All right. So the first one, you know, it's, it's, it might be a little arbitrary, but it's important. So, like I said, the, the Hoosiers movie is based off uh, uh, the 1952 championship Hickory team. In, in reality, it's, it's really based off the 1954 Milan. Milan. I don't know if they say Milan or, or Milan. Milan. I, I'm not I sure how they it. say that in Indiana. But they're the, the Milan. We'll just, we're just going to say Milan for okay, now. Yeah, and, because we're fancy that way. We are. And they're the Indians. And the actual state championship that they won was actually in 1954. Mm-hmm. And you're probably saying, Nate, big deal. That's a diff- Obviously, they're going to change the name of the school to a fictional town, changing the year by two years, no big deal. And you, and you know what? You're right. But here's the interesting thing, is that throughout the movie Hoosiers, they portray Hickory as this kind of downtrodden school that nobody wants to play on the team, that the town hates, nobody's any good, they need this, like, Super, you know, they play it as a rags to riches story. Is what they do. They do with like a very intense coach. Well, here's the truth. Um, the Milan Indians actually went to the Indiana State Final Four in 1953. They were a Final Four team that essentially returned everybody. So, so, so wait, they they were a lot like the Titans. They were a lot like the <laughs> Titans. They were actually a very good basketball team much like the titans were a very good football team right that sent players to go play division one mm-hmm. there was not a bad team number one very similar to the titans in real life not the titans movie the milan basketball team dominated pretty much everybody they played there were not a lot of close games mm-hmm. even in the state championship tournament there were not a lot of close games they bur- they beat everybody by 10 points virtually everybody by 10 points which is which is a lot if you think about basketball in the pre-shot clock era which right you know before we had three-point lines and and you were you know running full court and things full court press and things like that well we talked about how in titans that they barely won every single game but in reality they beat 
pretty much everybody except for one team that year by double digits. Well, at least in the state championship tournament, Milan played eight teams. Of those eight wins, seven of eight were by double digits. Right. You know, they, they were they were dominant. You know, they were they were a really good team. So, you know, that's one very interesting similarity. Mm-hmm. Another one is the the coach. Because we talked a lot about the coaches and Titans and how different how much more dramatized both because really we had a two coach story in Titans and we kind of have a two coach story in Hoosiers too. Right. And if you remember it from Titans, we had coach Herman Boone who nobody wanted him to coach the team because of the color of his skin. Uh, and the town was against him and they wanted to run him out of town. And in uh, Hoosiers, we had coach Dale who the town wanted to run out of there. They didn't want him to coach. And it was because of his past and it was because of some, you know, some, some checkered past history that he had. Well, in reality, um, the real coach for the Milan team was a guy named Marvin Wood, and he was only 26 years old during the 1954 season versus Gene Hackman's character, who was like in his 50s already, mm-hmm. right? And not only that, in the movie Hoosiers, um, Hackman, coach, it was his first year. He got hired because the previous coach had died. Right. In reality... Coach Marvin Wood had actually been hired two years before because the previous coach had actually been fired for buying uniforms without the superintendent's approval. And, you know, these are all things you can find online, you know, if you've done the research. I know I've never done the research until we decided to do this project, so hopefully I'm just saving you a few clicks. But and think again what I said a second ago. This was Marvin Wood's second year, which means Marvin Wood was the coach that took them to the final four in his first year. Right. <laughs> the town in the movie, it makes it seem like, like I said earlier, that the town was totally against the team. The town loved the team. The town supported the team up and down, left and right, because it was the first time they just went to the final four and they were bringing most of their people back. They had a legitimate chance to go to the state championship. Right. And in these small towns, if you have a good sports team, whether it's football, basketball, particularly basketball in states like Kentucky and Indiana and Illinois and football in places like Alabama and Pennsylvania, like in a small town, like that's what you do. Like if you've got a good team, everybody loves it and everybody loves the coach and the players. And it, it's, it's a huge part of the culture in these small towns. So then the other coach, the Dennis Hopper character, the drunk shooter, mm-hmm. Um, where do you think he fit in into the real story? Uh, he didn't, didn't, <laughs> did not exist. Completely manufactured fictional character. But you know what? It's okay in Hoosiers because they're not based on a true story. Right. So I'm totally fine with that. Matter of fact, the uh, the writer of the screenplay that I mentioned earlier, Pizzo, Pizzo, whatever, he's from Bloomington, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because a couple like big storylines within the, the the movie Hoosiers, like for example, um, Coach Dale Hackman's character getting fired for punching a player, right? The whole four pass offense before mm-hmm. taking a shot. Obviously, none of that was true, you know, on Marvin Wood, but it was all based on Robert Montgomery Knight. <laughs> yes, Bob Knight. So, and if you think about this, at the time Hoosiers was made in 1986. It was really kind of a golden age of Indiana basketball because uh, Knight had won uh, a couple of national championships prior to 86. Um, and they Indiana, won in 87, too. They did, right. And so Indiana was one of the dominant teams in the college basketball landscape. Knight was one of the predominant coaches in college basketball, but he was also a coach with a very controversial uh, persona. 
And so it makes perfect sense to weave that fabric into this story about a high school team from Indiana. Because we all know the Bob Knight stories, throwing the chair, you know, getting after the, the players. His offense that was very deliberate, very predicated on multiple passes, um, screens, backdoor cuts, all of these things that required discipline on offense, which is exactly what you saw with Dale's team in the Hoosiers film. And that's not how Wood coached it all. But that's okay. It's just it's just it's just a little trivial fact. That's all. That's all. Um, now, um, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, I, I talked about a second ago the fact that in the movie they only had like seven players and maybe six when Chit would quit. Right. But and, with this being a small town and a good basketball team, and everybody is invested in this basketball team, is that really what happened, Nate? No, it's not. Now, one thing that is actually true, I believe somewhere in the movie they talk about how the high school only had like 161, 163 students. That's true. About, that was about the size of Milan High School, you know, within one or two students. But here's the interesting thing. At Milan High School for the 1954 season, there were 73 boys enrolled in that high school. Of those 73, 58 of them, let me repeat that, 58 out of 73 boys in the high school Tried out for that basketball team. That basketball team that could only have 10 players. That could only have 10 players, which they had all 10. And they had all 10 all season. Because Jimmy Chitwood, who actually in real life is a guy named Bobby Plump, Mm -hmm. who went on to play at Butler. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he had a good little college career. He wrote a book like later on in life about about all of this. Um, Bobby Plump, the Chitwood character... He never quit the team. He was on the team the whole time. Right. No, he was a quiet, he was kind of a quiet, shy guy. He admits that. So there's some of that characteristic there. But there was no, oh, I'm going to quit the team and leave the team hanging. And then I'm going to come stand up for coach because they want to fire him. Because number one, nobody wanted to fire Coach Wood because the team was awesome. And number two... He, the coach had never done anything to merit being fired. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not like he bought uniforms without the superintendent's permission or no, something. No, that's a fireable offense. Correct. That's right. Yeah, man, you got um, so, you know, once again, a lot of these kind of inaccuracies about the coaches, the players, the town, the games, you know, they, in the movie, and once again, I, I, I realize this is also trivial, um, but in, in, in the movie, Hickory beats South Bend 42 to 40, in the, in real life, Milan actually beats Muncie, mm-hmm. I think most people heard of Muncie. Muncie, Indiana, Indiana. yeah, yeah. Sure. Of course, everybody's heard of South Bend, that's where Notre Dame's at, but they, they beat him 32-30. So it did come down to a, a last-second shot. It was pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, but different than what actually happened in the game, because I, um, Plump, um, the, the real Jimmy Chitwood, was asked once how accurate the, the movie was about that state championship game. Now, one thing that was actually a very poignant scene in the movie is actually accurate, and that is that Coach Wood, when they showed up at the big you know, arena for the state championship, he did measure the rim. Mm-hmm. He did measure the rim. So that is true. So I kind of like that. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, that was good. Is there anything in Remember the Titans that's even, that's as important to the movie that's even that close to being true? Uh, I think you said it earlier. They were playing football. That's about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. about it. I mean. <laughs> that's about it. Um, but uh, they did go on to win the championship. Now, a few, a few other kind of inaccuracies. I know I'm moving through these fast because, like I said, this is kind of a condensed Yeah, this is podcast. just a little bonus uh, it, it content is. situation. A little bonus content to, to 
you know, kind of dessert for the Remember the Titans podcast. Now, in the movie, at one point, they have to bring the trainer in to make a couple free throws to win a game. Right, right. Um, with with uh, a team with 10 players, full roster, with 50-some kids trying out. Did the trainer actually come in and shoot uh, free throws? Uh, the trainer didn't play a single second of, that is uh, on the court stunning. the whole year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Didn't play at all, so definitely did not make those free throws right. to win the game. But, you know, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, all right, so, and then um, one, one more big one. And once again, this is, you know, I, I can understand this one a little bit. But at the end of Hoosiers in that state championship game, you know, they're, they, they need to score a basket. And so uh, basically they draw up this play, I don't know, like a picket fence type play or something like that, where Chitwood was actually not going to take the, the last shot and like pass it off to somebody. Right. And in real life, you know, once again, Plump says, oh, no, the play was drawn up for me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he wasn't saying that, you know, bragging or anything. And he also said, hey, I also wasn't saying I'm going to make the shot coach, you know, like mm-hmm. they did in the movie. You know, he's like, hey, do the best I can. Right. But the play was drawn up for the best player to try to win the game. As, as you do, right? Right. I mean, I mean, if you've got Michael Jordan, you run the play through Jordan. Exactly. And, you know, but, you know there's other little things in Hoosiers. Like, in, in real life, Coach Wood was, you know, happily married. His, his wife would joke about, you know, if, 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 if Coach Wood was at center court and she was on one baseline and a basketball was on the other baseline, he'd probably go towards the basketball. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, other than, you know they, they did have a happy marriage, so there wasn't any love interest. You know, and like we mentioned earlier, making a love interest in is, you know, one of my favorite things. Uh, but you know, once again, you know, Hoosiers kind of four years before Remember the Titans took a true story, fictionalized it, dramatized it, and turned it into a really good movie that is probably even higher on the list than Remember the Titans as far as favorite sports movies. Un- unquestionably, this is in everybody's top ten of best sports movies, most favorite sports movies. It just is like people love this movie, and particularly in our part of the country where people love basketball, this movie is huge. And I'll be honest, I always actually thought it was based on a true story. I did too. I did too. And that's been probably the cooler things, or one of the cooler things about this project that has taken like I don't know, like two months to complete. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, is is that is. You know, thinking about those different movies, and and maybe you're not a sports movie fan, maybe you're just, you know, normal drama, whatever, but there's lots of different genres of movies that say they're based on a true story, and how many of them really are. And I, and I think what we're tr- the point that we're trying to make with this podcast and the reason that we did it differently and did it the way that we did was, you know, you have two really good sports movies that a lot of people, especially from our generation, remember and that they love – and that are both dramatized, and the only real big difference is one is claims to be loosely based on true events, and one claims to be based on true events. Period. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like this, Titans is this film is based on true events. Hoosiers is this film was inspired by true events, basically. And there's a big difference. There is a huge difference. A huge difference. I mean. Uh, when you're selling something as fact or near fact, I mean, that, that uh, carries a lot of weight. And as I said in the Titans pod, every single movie that is based on fact has to take some liberties. The question is, how many liberties do you take, 
and how far do you take them? Um, because real life is interesting enough to a certain extent, but to make it interesting for film, you've got to add some stuff in there. And that's why some really good sports movies that are pretty reasonably accurate um, you know, still have some inaccuracies. Like if you go look at uh, the Secretariat movie, there's some inaccuracies in, the inaccuracies in there, but it's pretty true. If you look at um, Miracle... There are more inaccuracies in that film than there are in some of them, but still a great movie, and a lot of truth in it. Um, if you look at Rudy, there's a lot of fiction in there. So it's it's how much do you put in there, and how are you selling it? Well, and and what I appreciate about Hoosiers, Hoosiers too is the honesty of the screenwriter because he's quoted and said, you know, the the the, the true characters and the true story while they were great people and it was an interesting story, there just wasn't enough drama there. They it's, all liked each other on the it, team. It's not they, interesting enough, they got, right? It wasn't interesting enough. It wasn't exciting enough. They got along. They were really good. But I wanted to make this, write this story about, you know, who, you know, kind of what you were saying earlier about the small town school beating the big time school. And so, yeah, of course, you know, of course. And he openly admitted that where the screenplay writer for, as I mentioned earlier, or maybe I mentioned in the intro, the screenwriter for screenwriter for Remember the Titans sold the script to Disney under the pretense of it being based on a true story, and Disney bought it. There's, you know, you could we could do a story about every single sports champion, but the 2014 Kansas City Royals are not going to be that interesting because there just wasn't enough drama there. Right. So you'd have to write stuff in there and bake it in, right? Exactly. And so anyway, I mean, you know. Like we said, this is just kind of a little bonus episode, a little fun that we wanted to have. Uh, we actually talked about like doing some other movies and tying it into you know other sports and stuff. But I, I, I you know, and, and we're not trying to make some point or anything like that. No, no, we're just trying to you know maybe bring some things to light that you might not have. Yeah, before. we're just simply taking a movie that we started with, dug into the inaccuracies, and then got to thinking about it with some other movies and their inaccuracies, and and just sort of compare. Um, both the idea of based on a true story versus inspired by a true story, and uh, also just to show you know how inaccurate some of these things are. Yeah, and there's you know it, you know it, it is what it is with uh, entertainment, film, all those types of fun things, podcasts, whatever. Podcast. I mean, you don't know how accurate our podcast is. Facts are optional at our house. That's right. Rules are meant to be broken. But anyway, we, we, we enjoy you letting us uh, or giving us the latitude to kind of go down this different path. Yes. You know, if you liked it, let us know because we're always, you know, we, we do have a format. If you're a regular listener, we do have kind of a typical format that we follow. But at the same time, we, we you know, are always kind of discussing, is there something different that we can do? And, you know, you got to be kind of careful with that a little bit. Sure. But, but at the same time, you know, you got to stretch yourself, get out of the box, take some risks. And so, you know, hey, maybe this podcast has been great. Maybe it's not, but it has been accurate. It has been accurate and uh, different than what we do. So uh, very fun. You got anything else on this one, Nate, other than the fact that uh, we both love Hoosiers as a movie and think it's really entertaining to watch? No, no. I, great I, sports movie. Great sports movie. I, you know, funny thing is, neither one of us. This is probably the first time we've ever talked about a movie in this much detail that neither one of us actually watched because we were both like, "I've seen it so many times." Yeah, I don't need to watch we, it again. we didn't sit down and watch this. And, and <laughs> I don't need to watch it, it again. I, yeah, yeah. I, um, and and to be honest, Hoosiers is a movie that's so popular that we never would have done it for this podcast True. had we not tied it in with the Titans. Yeah, um, and that and that's maybe something because I know we've had a lot of listeners like suggest movies, and I think you've talked about this, or we'll talk about it in, in other podcasts where people suggest movies to us, and we're kind of like, and eh, now. 
not really our format because everybody knows it's still right. good or you still see it all the time. But if there, if you want us to talk about one of those movies, maybe that's what we do is we tie it into some other movie and not necessarily in this kind of authenticity of sports movies way that we have today, but you know, maybe, you know, we could tie in movies to different, you know, different things. Sure. Um, you know, so, you know, once again, tried something different. Hopefully you all liked it. Um, real quick. How do you grade Hoosiers? Oh, Hoosiers is an A. Oh, it's a solid A. It's an A. That's a great movie. Great movie. Um, if you've never seen it, it's worth watching. Just know it's not completely true. Right. Not completely true, but <laughs> Hoosiers is an A because it's really entertaining. I love basketball. It's it's in my wheelhouse of genre. Um, the acting's great in it. Gene Hackman is always fantastic and um, just fun. Just fun movie. Just fun. Speaking of basketball, we got the NCAA tournament getting ready to start. Yes, yes. Matter of fact, this Sunday is Selection Sunday. We're what do you what do you? I mean, I know you're a, a Kentucky fan mm-hmm. when it comes to college basketball, and I'm a Louisville Cardinals fan coming to college basketball. Um, if 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 you were forced to bet on a team, are you picking the Cats? If you can only pick one, no, I, I would not take them against the field. I, I would. Uh, I don't like anybody against the field. I would. I, I think Kansas is the best team, but I don't know if they'd even take them against the field because there's such a propensity for them to lose early. So I don't even know who I would pick if I were taking one. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there is one team this year to take against the field, which I think will make for a very exciting tournament. I think we're going to see some good upsets. I think you're going to see some blue bloods uh, move through. You got some teams this year like a Dayton or you know my hometown or San Diego State that you know aren't really in it every year at this right. high of a level that – could get knocked out in the first round. Could go all the way to Atlanta. Who knows? I think it's going to be fun, though. Super fun. Hopefully, we win a little cash in the Calcutta again this year. Yeah, we did good last year. We did good yeah, last year. Yeah, we did good. So, we'll, and, and, we'll, and we'll take all our winnings and invest it in koozies for our fans. <laughs> That's exactly right. Exactly all right, right, folks. All right, hey, guys. Th- th- thanks, for, thanks for indulging us, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast. And we actually... We actually are getting ready to drop another one like any day now. Yes. And then we'll clean this one up and it'll probably hopefully come out before the first weekend of the tournament. Yep. Is that feasible? Hope, hope so. Yeah, that's Is very that reasonable. Yep. We'll right, have so this you, out. So, back to backs. Yeah, we're going to have a couple in hot succession. Um, so, thanks again for listening. Keep following us. All the social media sites Instagram, is that movie still good.com. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and fight the coronavirus. Wash your hands, folks. Stay clean, my friends. See you.